Welcome to another episode of our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com. Visit our website for complete collections of your favorite old-time radio series. Remember to follow us so you won't miss new releases from SolvedMystery.com. It's immediately after the close of our last episode. As in Judge Selby's courtroom, Prosecutor Frederick Apt triumphantly watches Lillian Morrison leave the witness stand. As the prosecutor sends for his next witness, Perry Mason rises from his chair at the defense table, walks down the aisle, through the door, and into the corridor. Okay, wise guy. Okay, you got to bet. Five bucks. And my five says he wins. Uh, <clears throat> Paul. Huh? Oh. Uh, see you, Cliff. Uh, yeah, Perry. Friend of yours? Friend. That vulture? I suppose you want a piece of the bet. Sorry you made it? No, I just offered me. Okay, I'll cut your loss. I'll take two fifty. Now, Perry, I didn't mean I would... Let me do the worrying. Well, I ought to do a little worrying, too. I got two bucks and a half at stake. Oh, you want me to take it all? No, I guess I can stand it. Oh, that's what I like about the people who work with me. They have so much faith. You know, I've never seen you up the creek without a paddle before. <laughs> Don't you think it's interesting? Very interesting. Now, that app is making it look as if May Grant was carrying a torch for Marcel Blanc. Yes. Me with no paddle. Mm. Uh, Paul. Hmm? Remember a Mrs. Morgan, the woman your man thought was Kitty? Morgan? Morgan. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. Well, I just talked to her. She's a very nice person. She'll cooperate. How? Well, look. If Kitty DiCarlo has an alibi for the time of the murder, it's a false alibi. Uh-huh. Now, I can break a false alibi if I get enough information. Mm hmm So, I want the information. Now, you get Mrs. Morgan, Paul. Get Mrs. Morgan... I do. Uh, just uh, get into the witness stand, please. Yes, sir. This chair squeaks. Uh, tell us your name, please. Haven't you got someone who... Never mind the squeak, Mrs. Dean. Just uh, tell us your name and address. Dean. Carolyn E. Dean. 4739 Platt Street, Chicago, Illinois. And your occupation? Just a little furniture oil. Sit as still as you can, Mrs. Dean, if it bothers you. Now, uh, your your occupation. Chambermaid. Michigan Clark Hotel. That's in Chicago? Yes, sir. I've been there 12 years. I see. And uh, you were on duty the morning of August 18th? I was. Oh. On, on what floor of the uh, hotel, please? The sixth floor. Now, Mrs. Dean, I ask you if you see anyone in this courtroom, anyone... Whom you also saw on the sixth floor on that morning in question. I do. Um, two people. Uh, point them out, please. Well, um, that lady over there. Oh, uh, stand up, Mr. Carlo. You saw this lady, Mr. Carlo. Hmm? Her and a little girl. Huh? Uh, just a moment. Uh, do you see anyone else? Um, yes, sir. That one. Uh, stand up, Mr. Grant. You also saw this woman, the defendant, Mrs. Grant? Yes, sir. Sit down, Mr. Carlo and Mrs. Grant. Uh, I'm going to show you two photographs, Mrs. Dean. Uh, give me that. I, um, I show you these photographs. One of the murdered man, Marcel Blanc. Oh, I saw him that morning, too. And this photograph, the child known as Dory Grant. Uh, yes, sir. I, I saw her, too. Good. Very good indeed. Now, uh, you may tell the jury what you saw happen that morning, Mrs. Dean. Yes, sir. Well, the first thing we do in the morning is check with the front of the house. The front of the house? The manager's office. We learn who checked out early so we can get the rooms ready. 
That morning they uh, told me 6.11 and, and 6.13 were checking out early. I see. So I, I went to clean up 6.11 at the double, uh, to clean it up first. I was pushing my service card down the hall when I saw the lady. Oh, uh, which one? Uh, that one there, um, Mr. Carlo. Her and the little girl. Now, you couldn't be mistaken. No, sir. They passed right by me. The little girl asked what I was pushing. <laughs> She's a sweet little thing. Uh, did the child seem unhappy? Uh, was, was she crying? Or... Oh, no, no. She was okay. Uh, uh, continue, please. Well, I went down to 611. I took out my ring keys to open the door. And then I saw it was already open. Not wide, just a little. Um, well, maybe a foot. Well, I was going on inside, but I heard them talking. Them? Mm, that one over there, uh, Mrs. Grant. Uh, and the man in the picture, Mr. Blank. At first, I just heard her voice. Uh, could you understand what she was saying? Not till I got close to the door. I could see them in the mirror over the dresser. He was standing by the window, uh, smoking a cigarette, and, well, kind of, well, kind of watching. Uh, Mrs. Grant? She was um, right in front of him. Was she uh, uh, fully dressed? Uh-huh. Uh. Well, um, uh, go on. What was, uh, what was she saying? She was asking him something. Just asking? Not just asking. Begging. Yeah, begging him to let her go with him. Now, be very, very careful, Mrs. Dean. Repeat only what you heard. That's what I heard. She was begging to go with him. You're certain he didn't ask her? No, sir, I'm positive. He wasn't saying much at all, just smoking that cigarette and watching her. Yeah, and she? Well, um, she said something like, well, I'll do whatever you want. Whatever you tell me, only don't leave me. Please don't leave me. I'll come on my hands and knees if I have to. And now, once again, once again, and, and think carefully. She begged to go with him. Yes, sir. She even started to cry. That's all. Your witness, Mr. Mason. Mrs. Dean. Yes, sir? Now, you're a good housekeeper. It's my job. That's why that squeaky chair bothers you. You, you hate to see a job half finished. Well, yes, sir. So do I. I hate unfinished jobs and half-truths. Now, uh, don't get nervous. And think a moment. You say Mrs. Grant asked to go with Marcel Blanc. Yes, sir, she did. And just before that, you saw the child being led away from her room? Why, yes, sir. Now, did any single thing you heard, did anything indicate that Mrs. Grant wanted to go with Blanc because she was, uh, well, in love with him? Well, uh, I... Yes or no, please? Well, no, sir. If all the truth were known, couldn't she have been begging to go with him to protect the little girl? Well, yes, sir, I... I guess so. She never said why she wanted to go. So, in truth, she could have hated that man, right? I, I guess she could have, if that was a reason. I, I mean, if she was worried about the child. She was awful worried, Mr. Mason. She was eating her heart out over something. Exactly. Eating her heart out with fear. Fear for the little girl whom she loved. Not Marcel Blanc. That's all. Thank you. Uh, just a moment, Mrs. Dean. Just a little moment. Yes, sir. When you heard Mrs. Grant alone with Marcel Blanc in that hotel room, did Mrs. Grant mention anyone else? No, sir. 
but... She begged to go with him, with a man we know was most charming and handsome and very attractive to women. Yes, sir. She didn't say anything about anybody else, not the kid or anybody. She just said she had to be with him. Had to be with him. She was thinking only of him. As, as far as we know. Yes, sir. Just him. And now we'll see who May Grant was thinking about when we call the next witness. You may step down, Mrs. Dean, and thank you. What do you think, Perry? Mm-hmm. Well, that tells me a lot. Mm-hmm. Doesn't look so good, huh? You worried? Aren't you? Oh, here I am. About lots of things. Oh, Perry. That uh, squeaky chair worries me. Hmm? Oh, you. Seriously, Perry? Seriously, Delon. I'm also worried about Paul's bet of two dollars and a half. Oh. May Grant is looking worried. Perry, Mason, you're the most exasperating man. You jumped from Paul's 250 to May Grant. Same thing, Della. I've got to protect Paul's investment. Give me three sheets of white paper. What? Three sheets of white paper, a sharpened pencil, a straight edge ruler. Come on, come on, Della. This is very important. Paper? Ruler and a... No, 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 Della. If I had the paper and the pencil and the ruler, why, then you'd know what I wanted to do. What? Come on, be a good secretary. Open my briefcase. But he knows better than anybody else how much cause there is for real worry now. Worry about more than Mr. Paul Drake's $2.50. But Perry also knows the importance of fighting worry with a smile. So with the light touch of those three sheets of white paper... But won't you join us tomorrow... Thank you for joining us and enjoying our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com. Please remember to leave us a review and to follow us for frequent releases.